0: Hello, Canada. Today's date is February 26th, 2023. Welcome to a full edition of Canadian Common Sense, Canada's Issues in Under an Hour. It is Tony in Saskatchewan. And Lewis
1: out here in BC.
0: How goes it, my friend?
1: Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. How about you? Oh, pretty fantastic. Just getting the
0: house cleaned up because I got a kid moving back home. So now we'll have two 20-somethings in the house for hopefully a very short period of time. <laughs> yeah, hopefully very short. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got to get out eventually. But uh, oh, they'll yeah. be so. all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're in. Uh, you've got 18 minutes to find yourself a new place to live. <laughs> yep, pretty much, yep. <laughs>
0: you can start paying rent here we're going to make life miserable and as soon as i hear you swearing and yelling at your video games you'll be going so yeah <laughs> all right canada we've got a loaded up show for you today on the show today the globe and mail accused of journalism in health deals in the east home invasion in milton google starts to censor canadians and how many young folks want socialism? And more. Where do you want to start, sir?
1: Well, let's let's start with the uh, how many young Canadians want socialism.
0: Yeah, because that is a scary as hell figure. Now, the Fraser Institute is where I read this poll. I don't think the poll was commissioned by them. However the uh, results of this polling were that 42 percent of our 18 to 24 year old demographic now that is the gen z that everybody talks about or gen z 42 percent of them would prefer socialism as a form of government and uh the numbers go down gradually as the age demographics go up and where it is the lowest support for socialism is of course in that 55 to 64 demographic so little surprise to me there but i'm uh I'm hurt that there's 42% of our young kids who actually think socialism is a good thing.
1: Yeah, that's, that's not, um, it's not very encouraging, Um, but there is something weird about this, about this poll, right? I mean, they asked which form of government they prefer uh, socialism, fascism or communism.
0: Yeah, well, I guess I think, uh, you know, capitalism is also a a choice in there. But when you look at, yeah, I mean, you're right to point out that fascism, communism, socialism, they all are kind of uh, in the same basket, aren't they?
1: They they are. It's it's uh, you you kind of can't have one without the other. Um, Socialism requires fascism uh, because the. You know the, the the government has to have control over over the public narrative uh, by only having state run media, and uh, and and the production of 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 goods has to be controlled by the government in order to have socialism. Um, but that's fascism, and it's also communism. Um, Communism is a little bit more encompassing than socialism, but, but it's, it's very much basically the same thing. So um, I'd be, I'd be interested in knowing what the total of those three were <laughs> in this <Yeah>. poll, because <laughs> that's kind of the same thing. So.
0: Yeah, no, and it said in the, the poll that when defining socialism to a uh, this younger youngest group anyway, it was more in the terms of the government providing services for free. And I thought, well, at that age, they're used to their parents providing everything for free. So i I'm hoping that they're just making that kind of a relation because you're right. I mean, even with with fascism, Yes, the private sector is still involved in the economy, but the government is still in charge of all those private industries through having their own puppets, you know, in leadership positions. And then, of yeah. course, full-on communism, the government just does it all. So, I uh, I really hope that uh, that the questions in this poll were obviously well. I'm not should, shouldn't say obviously, but quite likely they were skewed to get the result they wanted, which I guess is what a lot of polls do, but god damn that is just frightening
1: yeah and i mean it's it's one of those things where i mean it's kind of always been that way uh like that young demographic they're idealistic they're they they think in, in terms of black and white not not with gray right and um uh and i mean a lot of that has to do with the fact that their you know prefrontal cortex their decision-making portion of their brain isn't fully developed until they're 25 or 26 years old. Um, which is also why we shouldn't just let them mutilate their bodies so that because they think they're a different sex. Um, but that's beside the point. <laughs> the um the the other uh the other thing is is that they just have no life experience. Um they don't know how life works. They don't know how um they don't know the importance of freedom they don't know the importance of freedom of speech they don't understand the 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 importance of keeping the money you you earn rather than sending it all to the government um they don't understand these things because they've never experienced these things so you always expect the young people to have this idealistic viewpoint of life and of what government should or should not be and and how uh you know your fellow man should be uh willing to work towards a, a collective rather than individualism and um but the problem is like as we know a, a healthy society is when people focus on making sure that their own life is fruitful and pr- uh, uh Uh, productive and when they make sure that they themselves are a productive member of society and a caring member of society that that's that's when you get a healthy uh community is when you work on yourself first and make sure that you yourself are what you uh want society to be it's the only way um, but, but socialism doesn't work that way. Socialism is is, you know it's it's based on, well, group identity and on um, you know, keeping everyone down, not letting anyone succeed more than another, and spreading, you know, when you have w- uh, someone who is productive. Uh, more productive than others you take that what they what they uh what they produce or what they earn and you spread it amongst those that aren't doing um their their share and uh and that's like that's something that that really irritates me about the whole you know we're going to make sure that you know the wealthy pay their share well the wealthy pay far more than their share um and it's it's the person on the bottom that doesn't pay their share, because I mean, like they don't they don't they pay very little income tax. And after you take about all the uh, uh, all the grants and and uh, and handouts that those people are, are qualify for through the government, they uh, they actually have a net negative tax uh, bill like they they end up with money come more money coming into their bank accounts or into their pockets than they've ever put into the system um that is socialism i mean we are living in a socialist country um it is not a venezuela or a chile but it could very easily get there um i mean when we move closer and closer to that every year um, and with every success of liberal government, we get closer and closer to that. Um, and you see it in provincial governments. If you live in a in a province that has ever had an NDP government, you know what I'm talking about. I mean it. It's I, I live in BC where you know we just love our NDP, and um, and it's everyone outside of Vancouver, <laughs> most people outside of Vancouver hate it. Um, it's so it's it's uh because we all live in a different world and that's and that's kind of the gist of what i'm getting at is that these 18 to 24 year olds don't live in the same world that you and i live in and uh and i mean and if you ever talk to someone who has escaped or you know come from another country where socialism is is the uh is is what their governments are based on. Like, if you've ever talked to anyone from Cuba or, um, or who have got come here from Venezuela or Chile or from, uh, you know, another socialist country in Europe, uh, um, they, they all they just cannot believe what we're doing here. Like, they go, "You guys are doing the same things." That they did in these countries before they went full socialism and and their countries basically got flushed down the toilet. And I mean, <laughs> the thing that the thing that people like you, you, you listen to liberals or lefties and they will hold Cuba up as this, as this like example of how, you know, the great healthcare and And all of these things and that how everybody, every single person there was educated and, and educated for free and all this kind of stuff. It's like, you know, you need to take a trip there because as a Canadian, you can, Um, you can take a trip there. Americans can't, but Canadians can take a trip there and see for their, with their own eyes, what socialism has done to that place and and if you really do think that because i used to know a couple of people who would go on and on about what a incredible place that uh that cuba was and I'm like Have you ever been there and they they have they would never been there and i'm like well you need to go oh and when you go take your suitcase full of toothpaste soap coloring books crayons uh Clothing, clothing to give to the people who live there because they need it
0: <laughs> yeah no, that's, that's a good point because actually my son's uh when he was in high school they went on a band trip to Cuba they brought a whole bunch of musical instruments to give to the music students there and I just thought well that's that's funny I'm, I'm renting your saxophone but yeah okay so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, uh, anyway so from Cuba to China it appears that, well, not only is what we've all suspected all along now true, it appears that the Liberal government just doesn't care. So uh, the Globe and Mail, in a rare, rare uh, event of journalism, as Ben Shapiro would put it, uh, Bob Pfeife and I can't remember the other author, um, released some leaks from CSIS. So a whistleblower within CSIS said, yes, China indeed did influence the 2019 and 2020 elections, sorry, 2021 elections. Here's your proof. There was apparently about 11 candidates in the GTA alone that were being influenced, also candidates in Vancouver. Now I wanna point out, because we do like to give you the whole story on this show. There were candidates Of from both the major parties, Conservative and Liberal, that we're getting some support from China because they were basically trying to get rid of any candidates who had an anti-China viewpoint. But it's also been reported that the Liberals were the biggest benefactors of this Chinese influence. And you can just ask former Vancouver MP Kenny Chu about that one. And Justin Trudeau knew about it. His party knew about it and they are not going to launch
1: a public inquiry. Hmm. I wonder why not. Yeah, I mean it's this is you want to talk about foreign interference in an in an election. This is actual foreign interference in an election. I mean the the Chinese government would bus Chinese foreign nationals to the voting booth with fake addresses and and identification to prove that they were Canadian citizens when in fact they were not um this is actual election fraud like actual election fraud and there's just nobody talking about it and in fact it kind of surprised me that it was Bob Fife that 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 broke this because he is he's very much a uh a liberal puppet um but the fact that he did this is is uh kind of uh indicative of the fact that I think that the the media may just be starting to turn on the liberals here um and yes I know we said that three or four years ago too but <laughs> um then COVID happened and they they all you know went back to uh parodying everything Justin Trudeau said but it seems like every like the media may start be may, may be starting to turn again on Trudeau and um because when someone like Robert Fife is doing that then uh then boy you better watch out um but but this election fraud is actual election fraud CSIS has proof of it they have a report that they've issued and Justin Trudeau is more concerned about finding out who the who the whistleblower is to prosecute him than he is about what the report actually says. And yes, I'm not making that up. He actually is wanting to prosecute the, the whistleblower. Yeah. Isn't that pathetic? It's, uh,
0: I mean, I, I want to say I'm really surprised to hear that that's the case, but I'm, I'm not, I mean, Justin Trudeau wants to punish the whistleblower because he, you know, he or she exposed this garbage going on. Instead of saying we need to root out this corruption in our election process, and he, and of course, he stood up and said, "Well, the results of the election were not influenced by these writings." And you know what? I actually agree with him. I agree that the election outcome would not have changed without this interference and i'm happy to go on the record stating that the liberals would still have won they would still have formed a minority government just like china wanted and we had actually said on this show during that election in 2021 that president g mm-hmm. did say canada needs to, to elect the liberals and well he got his way so uh anyway i just want to say i i agree with Justin trudeau that the outcome would not have changed but that doesn't excuse the crime that has taken place, and it doesn't excuse Justin Trudeau's complete dismissal of the need for a full public inquiry
1: into this. Yeah, I know. I mean, because anybody who uses that as the excuse for brushing it off, that this wouldn't have changed the results, um, is, is, is a garbage human being, as far as I'm concerned, because uh, there will be an election when it does. It could be the next election, the one where you know we finally turf this this uh, corrupt piece of crap and we get, you know, a better government that's going to unify this country once again and uh, and stop treating, you know, f- you know, law abiding citizens as if they're potential criminals and murderers. Um, this is this is a. Uh, this is a very, very serious thing because if a foreign entity or a foreign country knows that the government and law enforcement of another country knows that they are interfering with their election and won't do anything about it, do you think they're gonna stop? Or do you think they're going to just stay at the level that they're at? Or do you think they're going to ramp it up, see how much they can interfere without getting caught or or punished? Because that's what's going to happen. They're just going to, and other countries are going to go, oh, geez, like China's doing it. I mean, we, we want, you know, we want Canada to go full on communism because, you know, we want to remove them as a as a uh, a player in the world economy um because countries do want to do that they do want to sabotage other countries and their economies so that it benefits them um because if Canada is like the world's supplier of you know lentils, which we are, um, another country might want to sabotage that and elect and have a government elected that that you know is very uh you know hyper um uh socialist in in the in the way that it views industry and that the government needs to get its hands into every major corporation in the country to to you know control it and everything well that's going to destroy whatever uh that, that that company does because government like you've you've heard on the show many 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 times is that government every single thing government touches they ruin so you might want to uh, like a foreign country may want to sabotage that lentil industry because they want to become the new lentil suppliers to india and to other countries and and they're going to make sure that people get in there that, that want to go full on fascism right i mean you This is a very, very serious thing, and Trudeau is brushing it off because it benefits him. And this is, as far as I'm concerned, these are grounds to have him removed from office. This is when I think the uh, governor general should have the power to say, hey, what are you doing about this? because if you're not doing anything about this then you need then then it's time for you to go like there's got to be some way to to recall him or or have someone who has the power to say okay i mean i know i mean suggesting that someone should be able to just remove the government like that is a dangerous one because well how do you stop them from removing them over you know some other thing that just because they don't agree with them politically they can remove them um but i mean there's got to be some way because right now canadians are not taking this seriously either in fact they don't know about it because the media won't isn't really reporting on it um but and and i don't think canadians understand just how serious this is because if they if they listen to Justin Trudeau and Justin Trudeau says oh this If you look at the numbers, this would not have affected the results of the election. Uh, And people go, oh yeah, you know what? He's right, it wouldn't have. So eh, whatever, I'm too busy. I'm too worried about putting food on the table right now to even worry about that. Um, That we need some process to deal with this because this this is extremely, dangerous. I mean what if the next election we are about to have this guy you know removed from office through the election and the interference in our election actually prevents that from happening and keeps him in office. Next time it could in fact be the deciding outcome in the election. Yeah,
0: that is entirely possible. No, I uh I think the governor general might have some tools at her disposal, but she owes her job to Justin Trudeau, and I think she would probably be more inclined to say, you need to look into this. And I'm going to put on my Karnak hat right now from the Johnny Carson show for those old people who remember it. Then I'm going to make a prediction where Justin Trudeau will say, we have investigated ourselves and we have found we did nothing wrong. Okay, nothing to see here. How about some more healthcare money? Or whatever the next, you know, bouncing ball is going to be. So yeah, so yeah pathetic. But uh, yeah, actually, since I mentioned healthcare, why don't we move into that? Um, sure. So now the federal government has signed five deals in principle with, uh, or I guess they're memorandums of understandings, but they they really are, with uh, Ontario and the four uh, Atlantic provinces for some new healthcare funding. Now, I couldn't find numbers as far as the amount of money that the maritime provinces are getting, but it does say that Ontario is going to be receiving, this is a 10-year deal, and it looks like $8.4 billion over 10 years, so it looks like $840 million a year, if my math is correct, and an an immediate $776 million as a one-time Pop up to address more urgent needs in pediatric hospitals, emergency rooms, and try to get wait times down. And I love the last part of what I read about that. It says that effectively there is going to be strings attached to this money and negotiations are ongoing. It doesn't say what those strings will be. Um, It does say that they need to uh, access data collection and outcomes, et cetera. Thankfully,
1: nothing about the digital ID at least. Yeah. I mean I I don't know. I mean when you really look at the numbers it's not a lot of money. Um I mean we 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 talked about this on the last show that I mean that that that's actually not a lot of money when you look at the the overall budget that healthcare in this country uh, swallows up. Um, when you think
0: of the size of Ontario that that amount of money does not go very far you're right.
1: No. No, I mean like that's that's probably less than a million dollars per community um, in the province right Uh, and that's so I mean it's it's not a lot and I mean if if it is going to make a difference we need to open up more spaces in medical schools we need to recognize the credentials of foreign doctors and nurses and I mean this is not and I mean, we went over this on the last show. I mean, those the foreign credentials is a big one. I mean, the, the reason they don't get recognized is not because they're not worthy of being recognized or that their credentials are not up to the same standards as Canadian credentials. What it is, is that we just don't, can't, we don't have the budget to pay these doctors. So we just don't recognize the credentials so that we don't have to find a reason not to hire them um that's what it is and i mean in the same thing is is with uh with with spaces in medical schools i mean we artificially limit the spaces because we don't want or we because we can't pay these doctors when they graduate and that's all it is it has nothing to do with the fact that we don't have enough room in our schools no we got lots of room in our schools we just don't have the money and this is the problem with 100 percent socialized medicine is that medicare med, medical care gets rationed it, it, you don't just get go in and get what you need that day or the next day or within a few days no it's like well the cardiologist is only allowed to operate one day a week and, uh, so, and the, he's got a backlog of, of eight months worth of surgeries. So that's socialized medicine because you cannot get your, uh, cardiologist to work on you. And, you know, because he's only allowed to be in the operating room one day a week. I mean, what good is a surgeon if he, if he's only allowed to operate 20% of the time? I mean, this, this is a, this is, and it's all because of budget. So yes, increasing the healthcare budget, that's a good move. We need it, but we need to have other solutions. This, you know, just throwing money at a problem is not the answer. It never has been, never will be. I mean, if you look at, and I think I brought this this stat up uh, last week, Canada has 10 times the healthcare administrators that Germany has, and Germany has more than double the population of Canada. And yet that is not something you see in the media. You don't see it being reported on. You don't see anybody talking about this because those, like Canadian healthcare is so top heavy, it is ridiculous. And uh, I have family members that are in the healthcare system. Many people have family members in the healthcare system. Um, my, my, uh, My mom was a lab tech for decades And as things progressed through the years, it, like it, things just got worse and worse. Like the, the town I grew up in had a full service hospital when I was a kid, I was born in that hospital that it's not a hospital anymore. It is a, uh, urgent care facility. Um, if you have, if you're going to have a baby your first baby you have to get to one of the towns or one of the cities that's nearby to have your to have your baby in the hospital you're not allowed to have a baby in that in the hospital in my hometown and the closest hospital is ah uh, is an hour away and I don't and I didn't grow up in the middle of nowhere like this is not The middle of nowhere (laughs) where i grew up is actually on one of the busiest freeways in western canada and and it's but but the thing is is like the hospital stopped doing things because they moved them over to a different hospital because things because the cash wasn't going as far anymore the money wasn't going as far anymore And, and it got to the point where even the lab techs in that hospital or sorry sorry Uh, medical facility because it's not a hospital anymore um the the charge tech like the lab tech that is in charge of that lab doesn't even work in that lab the lab tech in charge so the charge tech works in the hospital that's an hour away never sets foot in the lab that's in, in that town And. And so there's nobody with seniority there anymore because the seniority, uh, uh, because if you're not the charge tech, you don't have seniority over anybody else in a like a uh, in a hierarchy of of of, uh, of power levels. Like you just don't. If you're not the charge tech, you are not allowed to discipline. You are not allowed to have a conversation with another lab tech about their conduct or about anything like that you're just not allowed you have to report it and then it goes through the through these processes and then by the time it gets dealt with everybody's like oh yeah oh yeah that happened i i forgot i forgot that happened yeah but but in the meantime the uh, things are falling apart and and it i mean it's just one example of how healthcare in this country has gone downhill because that town used to have a full-fledged hospital and now you're not now you can't even have a baby in that town
0: yeah it's pretty scary i mean even here in saskatchewan the government had issued a release and it was supposed to be a good news feel-good release that they were going out to recruit more healthcare workers and thankfully uh friend of mine who's quite politically involved broke it down and she had said yeah look here's what the positions they're hiring they're looking to hire some lpns and other different kind of techs but doctors and registered nurses were nowhere to be found in that news release so i go yeah. back to exactly what you were saying i mean yeah they uh they just don't want to hire the people that they uh well i guess they don't want to pay so it's that's uh it's it's sad i mean i'm i'm glad that there's more funding cuz yeah, we need it but i mean I was saying for twenty years, and so have you been saying, Louis, that more money isn't the answer. We've actually got to create a system that works. And
1: no, we we spend more money. I mean, we spend more money per capita on healthcare than any other first world nation, I believe. And our and our outcomes are last. Like in in a study of, I think it was, uh, twelve. I think it was twelve. What's that? 11, 11 countries like 11 the countries okay yeah. so we finished 12th out of 11 wow um <laughs> probably so yeah no out of those 11 countries we had we were 11th in outcomes 11th like we actually have people dying on the waiting lists in Canada like this is not a joke this is not a um this is not a uh 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 like a I don't. I don't know. It, it's this is. You're not, not exaggerating. it's yeah, 11, a year. not an exaggeration. It's a. It, yeah, I think. I think you just said it. Eleven thousand. Yeah. Yeah, eleven thousand people a year die waiting for healthcare treatment in Canada. Eleven thousand. I mean, this is, this is, an emergency. Our healthcare system is broken, it's failing. This is an emergency and nobody wants to deal with it. Yeah, exactly.
0: So uh, let's move on to that, to uh, another emergency. Now this is a story in Milton, Ontario. Uh, The Halton Regional Police uh, had to respond to a home invasion. And so there was a home invasion involving multiple perpetrators and the resident of the home, Uh, Who lived there with his mother uh, pulled out a firearm and actually shot one of the perpetrators. And apparently, three of the five perpetrators fled. The one person who was shot was killed, and another of the perpetrators was arrested on the scene and charged with illegal possession of a firearm and breaking and entering. What happened to the homeowner uh, or the resident, Lewis? Do you remember what happened to him? Yeah, he's been
1: charged with murder.
0: Isn't that amazing when he's defending his property and his his life, he's the one who gets charged.
1: Yeah. um, I don't really want to have an opinion on this one yet. Um, We don't have enough information. The police say that the, that the, that the, 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 uh, the five individuals that broke into the house uh, that it was a targeted event. Um, So I'm not, willing to make any kind of uh statement about this because i don't know the facts the police say they have enough evidence to say that this was murder um so i don't know uh i mean i i am all for having a castle doctrine in canada where if you break into my house i'm allowed to kill you um that's they have that in in different states in the U.S. I think we should have it here. Um, I am not waiting around to find out if someone who broke into my house at 3 in the morning is there for a tea party. I'm not going to wait and find out. It's you if you break into my house at 3 a.m. Uh, you're going down. That's just all there is to it. And I mean, I will smile in my mug shot. It's it's because in Canada there will be a mug shot. Um, well, and we're the, seeing the evidence of that here, right? And, yeah. Uh, but I mean, but I mean, we, like I said, we don't know the, we don't know all the facts, and I mean, I see a lot of, a lot of firearms owners are jumping on this online, saying, you know, immediately coming to this guy's defense, even trying to figure out if they can raise money for his defense, and it's like, wait, you don't know the details yet. You don't know why the police charged him with murder because, I mean, who knows? They might have evidence that this was a point blank execution. And if that's the case, I mean, you do not want to hitch your wagon to this horse because yes, the guy who is being charged with murder, the homeowner, yes, he is a registered licensed firearms owner, but that does not mean that what he did was not illegal. We don't know what happened yet. The details have not been released. So. I am not willing to hitch my wagon to this until we find out if this guy was just simply defending his, his life and and his mother's life, or if he, you know, I don't know, beat this guy up until he was unconscious and then shot him. I mean, we don't know. I mean, if that's what happened, I don't want to be involved with this. I don't want to attach my name to being a supporter of this guy because we don't know. Um, So Nobody should be coming out and saying that this guy was, should not be charged until we know why he was charged.
0: Yeah. See, here's what we do know. We do know from uh, the, the police files that it would home invasion happened. I believe it was like 5.00 AM. I think it was yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And from what we know about home invasions, home invasions are very, 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 very seldomly random. Um, They're usually targeted. There's a really good chance that the perpetrators of the home invasion and the perpetrator of the the gunshot probably knew each other. So there's that factor. There's also the factor of, okay, so you hear these people breaking into your home. If you are a responsible firearms owner, do you have time to unlock your firearm? Go to a separate room, unlock your ammunition then load said firearm and still be have the time to go defend yourself. That's another question that's up in the air right now. So there's uh there's, yeah, I mean, you're right to, to exercise caution because there's a few smell tests that just don't quite add up here. So I, uh, I can't wait to hear more about this story, but the first, uh, you know, at first glance it's like, okay, so we got yet another firearms case in Canada. And I think you're right to, to exercise caution. This could go, either way right now it doesn't smell right to me
1: no and it doesn't smell right to me either and that's why i'm saying like i will not even give an opinion on this uh because we don't know we just don't know why he was charged the police say the evidence uh points to murder so i don't know that like there's a few things that that could mean right yeah Uh, that could mean that he was, it was an execution. It could mean that it was uh, uh, like the, the guy beat him up and until he couldn't get away and then shot him or tied him up and then shot him or something. Right. Like, like there, we don't know. And until we know uh, nobody should be forming a, an opinion on this.
0: Yeah. Well, we would we hear neighbor's account saying they heard four or five gunshots, but it was only a single gunshot to the person who died. So you know, was there a firefight? I mean, there's a lot we don't know about this. It just uh yeah, there's a lot that doesn't really add up. So I'm really kind of curious to uh to hear more on this one as it goes, but we'll uh we'll keep you posted on it, Canada, because it's it could be uh you know, another another, you know, innocent until proven
1: guilty case, or it could be another holy crap, is he ever guilty? So <laughs> yeah, I mean I, and like I said, if this turns out that the guy was simply just defending his 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 life and property then i will be 100 on this guy's side but we don't know and until we know i just can't say one way or the other yeah exactly all right so let's move into our last topic for the day and that is excuse me google
0: has decided to take bill c18 seriously Now, C18 Canada, you know, is going to be the online censorship bill that's coming where the Canadian government bureaucrats will decide what you can and cannot see online and will be promoting Canadian content more heavily. Well, Google has decided to weigh in on this and they have now started to censor 4% of Canadians' Google accounts. And so like the Google search engines, for example, there's two journalists that I know of that have been caught up in this, this web. And one of them is Marika Walsh, who writes for the Globe and Mail. And another one is Brian Pasifumi who writes for the National Post. And um, what Marika Walsh had said was when she went to hit her Google search, she just couldn't find any of the stories she wanted, even, even Canadian based stories. And she said she was the only sources she could find were these very obscure sites she'd never heard of before. And Brian Pazofumi said he went into his Google Chrome browser and same thing, just shut right out. They uh, couldn't access any of the usual sites they accessed to try to get their information. So I said, well, you saw this coming. And I think Google's just saying, guess what? More to follow. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, Google might say that they oppose these measures that governments are attempting to do. I know they've come out publicly and stated that that they're opposed to like bills, you know, um, uh, to the Canadian censorship bills and such. But they they like to just fall in line. I mean, like they they've done this in China. Like they wanted to operate in China, so they they kowtow to the uh, the Communist Party of China's demands. Um, Google is not some uh, protector of information uh, that everybody wants to think they are or that they you know uh, proclaim to be. Um, Google is just a business that wants to do business, and if they want to continue doing business in Canada, they have to censor things the way the government wants them to. And they will not put up a fight. They will just do it. Um, the the problem, Uh, is that Google is the number one browser, like the uh, Google Chrome browser is the number one browser in the world by a large margin. Um, They are the number one search engine. I believe it's like 93% of all searches are done on Google. Um, There are alternatives uh, and there are good alternatives like DuckDuckGo is a great alternative both search engine and uh browser um the uh they do not uh curate the results so you will find um you will find stories that you won't find on google you'll find news stories that you won't find on google you will find information on there that you will not find on google uh like during the pandemic there was a case of a, a doctor who uh died mo- minutes after getting the covid shot uh in florida you could not find that story on google anywhere but if you went to duckduckgo it was the first one that popped up like you when you searched florida doctor dies after covid vaccine it showed up magically as the first search result so DuckDuckGo is a great one. Brave is another really good one. Um, I use Brave. My uh, my son uses Brave almost exclusively. It's uh, it's a really good one. Um, they've got their own browser. They've got their own search engine. Um, they It blocks all the tra- tracking software. Um, and they will actually tell you uh, how many uh trackers that it's blocked uh from what websites these trackers are from everything and it's shocking where these trackers are from like what websites are from they're from websites you've never even been to and these trackers are tracking you um so brave is is probably the the best one out there if you're looking for getting you know uh The, you know, search results for stories that you want to find the search results for, and for blocking the tracking software from all of the different websites. Um, It's, uh, it'll even keep it even shows you when you log into your um, uh, into the brave browser it says it it keeps a running tally from the day you uh, signed up with it, of how many trackers it has blocked and I'm at you know I think I think right now I'm at over half a million trackers that it's blocked. Wow. Yeah well,
0: that's amazing.
1: Yeah I
0: have used DuckDuckGo as a search engine. I didn't actually know they had a browser of their own but that uh, doesn't surprise me because I'm not that tech savvy. Um I agree with you on DuckDuckGo that yeah, I mean that is a great search engine and yeah Google I think they're they're flexing their muscle a little bit right now because they uh, they don't want the government of Canada to be telling them what they can and can't promote as far as content is concerned. And honestly, I'm on their side. I don't think it's the government of Canada's responsibility to promote Canadian content over Australian content over Japanese content, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. That should be up to you and I to look for as we please. And, and I think you might have said it earlier in this show, and probably last show, and probably the show before that and for almost every show for the last five years, that when the government starts getting their fingers into something, they always screw it up. So oh, I-, I just think they should stay the hell away from the, this, all this censorship regime because they're, it's not going to end the way they want it to end. And no. for for us or for them,
1: you know? Nope. Nope. Exactly. I mean, no, uh, no good has ever has ever come from government control of any industry of any sector of anything. I mean, we see that in Canada and yet people don't want to open their eyes. I mean, there, there is nothing in Canada that runs well, like nothing. And it's all because of government control. I mean, it's, it's just the way it is guys. I mean, every single thing the government touches uh, is messed up. They break it. And 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 you see that in every single sector. There is not a single thing that government does that works well in Canada. Not one.
0: No, that's right. And actually, that's a good way to wrap this show up because we can tie it right back to the very beginning when we talked about our young people and their favorable view of socialism. Well, this is socialism. You're right, Lewis. This, this is what you get when you vote for socialism. You get government overreach everywhere, and it just screws everything up yep so uh so we'll leave you on that sour note canada we're nice to be back to leaving you on a negative so
1: (laughs) i don't think we ever (laughs) stopped
0: well yeah we very rarely would we leave anybody on a positive note So... (laughs) so thanks for joining us canada and until next week it is tony in saskatchewan
1: and lewis out here in bc good night good night canada Chris and Tony.